Welcome back to the pod on the pot. Back in the bathroom of the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> I mean, if we had a choice going forward, Lynn, I say we scout that as our first location because really no one gave a crap. <laughs> All right. Next up in our World Cup Champs Week on the pot is Miss Carly Lloyd. For those of you who don't know who Carly Lloyd is, um, she is a two-time World Cup champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time FIFA World Player of the Year. Not as like, oh, a good player. You are the best player voted by FIFA in the entire world, twice. That is Carly Lloyd. And she was so kind as to spend a good hour and a bit with us uh, during the last game, right before the last game of their victory tour in Chicago. So get comfortable listening. It's Carly Lloyd. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing. Okay, Carly, what we always do, first thing off, because mm -hmm. I used to do it with my camera back in the day, I would say to a player, set the scene for me. <laughs> so set, it gives me set great the bathroom scene? pleasure for you to set the bathroom scene. Well, you guys are technically in the bathroom. I am not. I have you maybe have one, one foot, foot on the threshold. So I'm, <laughs> I'm clear of that. But yeah, this is uh, this one is foot first in the for toilet. Mm -hmm. That's a first for you? First in a bathroom. Yeah, I've done a, I've <laughs> done, I've done a voiceover before in a sauna. Yeah. But, huh. or a steam room. I think it was a steam room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've never done that, actually. So we should try that maybe next. Where did you voice your book? I voiced my entire book in my closet. I think I, I did that in the studio. Okay. I think it was only the forward I did or something. It wasn't, it wasn't the whole thing. Thank gosh. Yeah, because it's hard. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do it. They're like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, no, there were tears. It takes a lot. <laughs> Yeah, how, how long did it take you? It takes a lot to get me to cry. <laughs> well, tell Carly why there were tears. <laughs> oh, my God, Carly. I don't know if I can go through it again. I remember because you... I know, you know, I know. That's what I'm saying. So on my um, microphone, it plugs into my computer. And mm -hmm. it's a really good microphone. Um, but for some reason, like the app crashed or the program crashed. So when I booted it back up again, it didn't read my microphone in the computer. And this was like the last like 10 chapters of my, no, well, not 10, like five, last five chapters of my book. And before that, I had checked after every chapter I'd sent in, I checked to make sure the audio sounded right. And then I'd send it in, right? <laughs> well, I got in the rhythm by the end. I was like, oh, okay, it sounds fine. Oh I'm like, God. I don't want to check. <laughs> Hours, five chapters. Uh, I go to check it. Nothing. At the end, after, and it's like I'm in a tunnel. It's not plugged in. It's like it's just taking audio off your computer, not a mic. And I'm like, wait, that's weird. And I go to the next oh. chapter. It's like, oh, God, no. Oh, and then I go to the next <laughs> This is the third day of me for like 10 hours a day. I would have thrown my computer, I think. <laughs> oh, no. My husband, I was, again, in the master closet because they want the padding of the walls, <laughs> yeah. right, with the clothes. And I was like, no! <laughs> and he was downstairs. He was like, what happened? So none of it recorded. Tears. Tears. None of it oh, recorded. Oh, my. I've always wondered that even in just shoots and commercials. I'm like, make sure that you push that record button. Mm. It's like... Well, that had never happened where it just didn't recognize my mic when it <sighs> rebooted. So Terrible. Lesson Terrible. Learned. Let's hopefully uh, this is this is recording, right? Well, Double check this. Mics are working. Pod on the pod. Let's hope so. <laughs> We're in a bathroom. So who knows? Is it, this is going to really record. Point, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, we're here with future NFL kicking star Carly Lloyd. <laughs> At least I have a plan B, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that soccer was just going to be your oh. stepping stone, really, to your football career? So funny. I think I've gotten more media coverage than playing my entire career for yeah, this team. That Crazy. That's a lot. It's I, I actually love hitting field goals. It's, like, so fun to me. I mean, you just, like, casually stroke that 55-yard or two. Yeah, it's just like, 
you know, it's sort of like kicking a ball. I mean, it's just a little bit different technique, obviously leaning back a little bit more, but yeah, I had fun I was, and I'm super competitive. So we started at 25 yards. I'm like, now let's keep backing oh, up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Well, the thing is, that's not the first time you had done it because I've seen videos of you doing it. Mm-hmm. So can you give us the backstory of you starting to kick field goals at these NFL stadiums? The first one happened at, um, after 2015 World Cup when I was uh, on Hard Knocks with the Texans. So mm-hmm. I was playing in Houston for the Dash, and um, they invited me out, and I was kicking against uh, Vince Wilfork, mm-hmm. um, which was hilarious because I'm like, this dude can't kick, and he was actually pretty good. Uh, but that I think that was like a 35-yarder, so I did that. Um, I tried for, I think, a little bit longer one, but it didn't seem like they wanted me out there too long, so I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to push it. All right. <laughs> Uh, and then we did it. We trained in Dallas Cowboys um, indoor facility uh, for one of our games. I think it was actually during qualifying. Um, and I hit one there. BJ Snow actually um, was the placeholder on that one. <laughs> one of the assistant coaches. <laughs> I think somebody, I, I don't know if it was Graham who um, snapped it too. I don't know. Classic. Remember. And how long was that one? That was probably about a 50 yarder, 45, 50 yarder. Okay. And then, so yeah, like, that's nothing. Eagles training. I was like, sure, I'll come out. Uh, I had a uh, relationship with somebody from the Eagles, so they invited me out. And then I actually knew the kicking coach at the Ravens. Um, so it was like all worlds were colliding. The kicking coach of the Ravens has been wanting me to get down to Baltimore at some point to um, kick with Justin Tucker. And mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to do it. He's actually been a former mayor, a couple towns over for me for 12 years. Oh, no way. Yeah. So Small worlds. I was like, yeah, this is great. And brought my boots. And I think the Eagles guy was kind of like, I don't think you're going to be able to get on the field. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he knew my connection. And then I just started hitting them. Like, didn't warm up. Um, I'm Carly. Thanks. Just went for it. Started at 25. I'm like, let's keep moving back. Let's keep going. And it was it was um, in the narrow uprights. So it was nine feet uh, Wait, wide. What's the difference? I so I guess some, some fields have smaller, you know, like just oh. us shooting on a smaller goal to they make it better. Narrow, so it wasn't like regulation? No. Like but they I get in for, real NFL? For practicing Shut purposes. Up. So I actually hit a 57 yard, but Ooh. it wasn't the width of the, it would have been, it would have hit in a real, you know, 18 foot right. upright. So, and yeah, it was, and was that even a stretch? I had like, no, I had probably 10, 10 yards even on that one. Wow. Really? Uh-huh. So you could do this. I'm, yeah, I'm entertaining it. Put on 150 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you better bulk up. You need some donuts is what you need. Yeah, I need about... 10 donuts a day, I think. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm going to give it a... You're it. I am, yeah. But I want to try it. I want to put a helmet on. I want to put pads on. I want to do, you know, kick with two steps and then see from there. But first and foremost, I want to play soccer for as long as I can. So get through the Olympics? That would be ideal. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then maybe entertain it? I mean... Or do you want to keep playing soccer? Uh, I definitely have a, you know, a couple years in me for sure, but you, you know, maybe you could just get loaned out a little bit for a couple pre preseason NFL games. Okay. But what about those like 300 pound big boys that come at you? Does that, that personally <laughs> freaks the hell out of me. Maybe I'm just a little bit soft. I don't know, Carly, but I'm like, Oh my God. It would. Those boys yeah, are huge. They're huge. I'd probably just run the other way. <laughs> I would just hit the ground. I don't think I'd want to risk getting hurt. So I'd be like, okay, see ya. Do it. Yeah, why why not? not? It's first for everything, right? Right? Was it just crazy to see the response that it got? Unbelievable. Like, I went with my husband. I went with my uh, with James's younger son, who actually nailed one, too. I think his was like 30, 30 yarder or something. And we get in the car, and all of a sudden, it's like, Phone is blowing up like completely. Oh, as and then soon as it posted? It's, it's an hour later. And I was like, what's going on here? And then, you know, I was getting calls from people like, you should really consider this. I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold on a second. I just literally went out for a fun day, casual day, and just was having some fun, kicking some field goals. Did you actually get offers or just like interest? No, I did. Two teams. Um, they wanted me to play in the, the preseason game, but we oh, had no a game way. in Philly that that same night so can you disclose who those two teams are because oh, nah. i could guess 
<laughs> no, keeping it suspenseful <laughs> <laughs> keeping it real um let's before we talk this world cup let's rewind a little bit because for especially for like the non-soccer listeners we get a lot of non-soccer listeners which i love and to put what you've done into context right and how you got so good and my favorite stat is in your 30s you've doubled your scoring rate <laughs> which is insane when you think about it doubled your scoring you didn't rate. double yours yeah no no didn't <laughs> <laughs> that would be like two i scored one <laughs> in my 20s two in my 30s well you were more defensive ish right not really holding just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that though. <laughs> that was really nice <laughs> love uh, you for that um so Take us back to when this all started to take off. You're not, because you're always good, but there was a point where you were like, I need to step it up. I think, uh, you know, I, I was, I was never really the, the player, you know, coming out of a big name college and, you know, the next one kind of on the radar. Um, but I just, you know, I came out with a mission to just do my job to the best of my ability. Um, obviously I had to grow as a person and a player and I think I've matured tremendously and, you know, probably was a pain in the butt at times back in the day. Um, but I've, I've just wanted one thing and that is to just to, to, to continue to be the best that I can be every single day. And, you know, I think I first, when I first got on the team, I had to kind of learn what it takes to, to get to the top. And then I had to learn what it takes to stay at the top mm -hmm. and, you know, nothing is ever going to come easy um, to, to anyone really in order to, to climb that mountain, um, year after year, you've, you've got to work hard, you know, twice as hard every single year. And so for me, it was about kind of getting that belief. It took me a while to actually believe that I could, you know, go on to, to become great. And, um, I think once I started to sort of have that belief and obviously the training was, was helping as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it just kind of injected that confidence in me a little bit, but it took me, you know, from 2005 getting on the team, probably until 2012 Olympics is when I really started to, to believe I could, I could become something bigger. And, um, I think, you know, that belief in myself mixed with the, the training regimen that I have and just the discipline to, to want to just become better. I think that's kind of what, what transpired me, but you know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of growth that I needed to do, you know, from just a person, um, to a player. And I think in the beginning, um, you know, I, I needed to learn how to freaking get box to box, um, as a midfielder, mm -hmm. you know, Which college getting like from is one running. penalty box to the other penalty box and running. Then. And I kind of like the way that it's kind of worked out because I, I almost had to do the, the harder things per se in the beginning of my career and mm -hmm. just get that discipline. And then, you know, once you get older, I've moved closer up to the field, which is awesome. So it's like, you know, a little bit less running. How, how did you understand that you needed to get better though? What, what convinced you that, uh, I, this isn't good enough. I think, you know, growing up, um, I want to say from, from when I was younger, when I first started playing at age five to, um, age 23, you know, uh, my college years, I was a, to I'm a totally different player than I was then as opposed to now. And I think we can all say that we, we've changed as people and, um, you know, there's, there's growth, but for me, I was someone who relied on talent. I, you know, pointed the finger at, at others if I didn't make teams or if I, you know, didn't necessarily have a good game. I blamed, you know, my teammates. Um, I just never took responsibility um, mm. with my own play. Mm -hmm. and, and I just didn't know how to work hard. I didn't have anyone really showing me that, you know, you have to work hard every single day. You, you can't take days off. You can't just mm -hmm. decide one day you're going to give 100% and then another day you're going to give 70%. And so once I got to the under 21 national team, you can't do that because there's the best players in, in the whole entire country. And, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really a, a prominent player on that team and I didn't, I didn't start all the time. I didn't play a lot. Um, and then when I finally got cut, it was, uh, it was a huge, you know, huge turning point for me as a, as a person. I went from someone who needed to rely on people, um, to someone who, started this path and this journey of, of meeting, uh, an awesome mentor and coach, James, um, Galanis. And, you know, he kind of took me, um, under his wing, basically just told me if you turn your weaknesses into strengths, 
you can go, you know, go on to become the best player in the world. And that's all I needed. I just needed someone to navigate me through. I was mm-hmm. willing to, to do everything, everything possible. I know if he told me to jump off a mountain, I probably would jump off a mountain <laughs> if that meant it was going to make me better. So I went from having to, having to learn that as a kid to totally transitioning to, into somebody that, that I really never was. Mm-hmm. And I continued to just work hard every single day at all the things that I wasn't good at. And but he had a very pretty disciplined, strategic approach to that, right? Yes. Oh, Can yeah. you give some context on that, too? Because that the first time I heard the story, I was like, oh, my God, that's fascinating. Yeah, so I met him in 2003. He was actually training my brother's soccer team um, at the at the time. And, and he was regarded in the in our area as, as one of the, the best trainers. And he had this, you know, club team, Medford Strikers club mm-hmm. team. He coached, coached these girls, you know, all the way up until they went to college. And they were one of the top five teams in the country. And he didn't have an individual player that he could really build, not from scratch, but pretty much uh, with me, um, you know, on his resume. So through his path and his journey of doing karate and his karate instructor um, not charging him anything because his parents couldn't afford to, to, to send him there, um, his karate instructor told him, just come every session, you don't have mm. to pay. Um, he played, James played pro soccer as well. So he kind of just knew what, what it was about and mm. kind of learned through all of his experiences and then was paying it forward to me. And um, when my dad reached out to, to him to have me train, you know, train me, um, he said, look, I'm, you know, I'm not going to charge you or your parents a single dime. The only thing I ask of you is that, you know, when you become the best player in the world, you just share your story. And that's how it's been for, you know, for 15, almost 15 years now. Um, but he's, he's unbelievable. He's, he's, he's crazy. I mean, he had this vision and <laughs> he had this plan. And he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He, he had this plan that I probably still don't even know. He's still planning. He's still, you know, putting things in my mind and, um, chipping away at just making me, you know, mentally stronger and better. Um, but he had this, he had this plan, this 12 year plan, three phases of what, each phase was going to look like. And the first phase was basically tricking me into thinking that I was this like fit, fit player and so good. And, you know, he's like, yeah, Carly, like just keep going. Meanwhile, he's like, um, you got to lose like probably 10 pounds. You got to eat better. Um, and you know, Lay once donuts, yeah, no donuts. Once 2000, you know, 12 happened, which was, you know, phase two of it. Um, that's when I started to really, really believe, but he's, he's envisioned this so entire wait, phase process. one was getting fitter and, and giving you the confidence to think you could. Yeah. Phase, phase one was, was reteaching me what it takes to become a professional soccer player. Okay. Uh, all the habits, you know, the, the eating, the stretching, the, the mindset, um, the training regimen. And that was, you know, 2007 what if world you cup. you never had that phase one in your life? <laughs> Yeah. Finger pointing back at me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I was never two nine people were playing with the year <laughs> and had two goals in my thirties. <laughs> this might be a good time to actually share with people where your donut addiction came from. <laughs> I know. Tell that I story. Every day before I would go play soccer, I'd go get a big cinnamon really? roll. Before soccer came, well, I, I mean, I love Cinnabon too, and I eventually had to cut that off. <laughs> no, I did too. When I read the back of a Cinnabon once, I actually cut Cinnabons off. I'm so proud of myself for that. <laughs> I'm going to get take probably credit. a thousand yeah. calories, but that's why I love donuts. Cause there's no calories on the back. There's nothing. Really? Like, there's no, ca- yeah, I don't know how many they are. I feel oh, like they're yeah, fat free. True, true. There's no, there's, there's no, no like, index. There's no breakdown, but cinnamon is right on the box. I was like, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it like when you were a youth soccer player, there was a donut connection? Yeah, that's what I mean. Every okay. youth soccer game, we yeah. would stop to, that was our <laughs> right. game meal. Right. Duh. Big cinnamon roll. Which is a donut. Annie Ann. Um, okay, so phase one. Okay, yeah, phase, phase one. two was after the 2012. What was phase two? Yeah, so phase one, 2007, World Cup, 2008 Olympics. Okay. Boom, that's done. Um, phase two was 2011 World Cup, 2012. Okay, almost um, a World Cup and a gold medal. Yeah. Lost in the final in the World Cup, won 2012 on your goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, phase three was, you know, the next cycle was f- 2015, 2016, and we were... In the was beginning, the, wait, what was phase two? What was the mental approach to phase two, um, or was it just a timing? 
well phase phase two was was to to cement my spot in being you know one of the you know impact players on the team was was really um you know phase one was kind of you know tricking my you know tricking myself into thinking i'm you know good and i belong and then phase two was kind of transitioning into no you you belong you have to play like you belong and again it was just still chipping away at at all my weaknesses and continuously getting better and um but being like a key cog in it a key cog yes for sure and then phase three was to be the greatest and what did you say when he said that to you well, I I, had, I didn't believe honestly. I didn't believe really all of it up until like 2015 happened. I mean, 2012, I was like, okay, this is possible. But like 2015, I was like, wow, okay, cool. And then I'll just go score three goals in 16 minutes in the World Cup <laughs> final. <laughs> but is it's that been, what you were talking about, James? Thanks. It's just been this evolution. I mean, we were we are. I was actually speaking to him the other night, and you know he's most proud of who I've become. It's not the FIFA world player, of the years, the championships, the, you know, all the, the, the stats and amazing mm-hmm. accolades and stuff. It's, it's the person I've become because his whole goal from the beginning was to empower me to do this journey on my own mm-hmm. because I was a person and a player who relied so heavily on my parents or, you know, just people kind of pushing me along. And his whole goal was, was to do that. And, and, he said to me the other day, he said, you know, you don't realize the magnitude of how much I got inside your head all these years, like to either convince you to, to keep going, convince you that you're, you know, fit in 2008. And when I look at myself, I'm like, oh, I was definitely not fit. Um, but he's just the, the mental aspect of what he's done to kind of get into my mind and, and keep pushing me forward has, you know, has, has paid off tremendously. And is there a phase four? Well, yeah, we, uh, so I guess he wasn't sure of how long I would go and if I would take everything he, you know, was saying to me seriously. Um, and then I remember after 2012, I said, there's no way I want to be done after 2016 Olympics. And that's when we, we said, okay, phase four is, you know, the goal is to become the greatest ever. And, um, you know, you're going to have to, your body may slow down with age um we don't know how it's going to react um but your mind has to speed up and so now this phase four has been a total tactical change i've become a better thinker i've become Uh a better footballer um i run less i run smart i'm efficient and everything that i had done up to this point recovery strategies living and breathing um, the game, not eating donuts every day, um, has, <laughs> every has allowed day, me qualified. to, <laughs> has allowed every me to, to still be playing, you know, at 37 and, um, and then, you know, also becoming, uh, a sniper in and around the box. That's been, been a goal as well. So it's, yeah, it's just, there's just, every time I go home, there's, it's like, all right, we got to work on this. We got to work on that. I'm like, all right, sure. So when you go home, how many days a week do you guys still train together? Um, the off season is really where I, I build myself. Um, we, we work on, on everything, you know, James watches games. He stores thing in stores things in his mind of what we need to work on. And, and he's continuously coming up with all these different drills. I mean, these aren't drills that he's like going on YouTube and saying, Oh, I can do that. No, these are, he's, he's fascinating. He can just come up with things in his mind. Um, and, you know, everything that I do on the field, uh, my header the other day, sky blue, that's me tossing a ball off a rebounder and just working the technique. You know, everything mm-hmm. that I do is a reflection of what I've done. On. Yeah. And, wow. uh, yeah, so we train. It just it just depends. Sometimes I go do stuff on my own. Sometimes, you know, we, we catch up. I train with his uh, older son's team. They're like a U18 boys team. So that's a really good age for me to, yeah. to get in um, and train with them. And yeah, it's just, you know, around the clock. Do you take a break? I do. Do you sleep? I do. I do. Cut her uh, legs off. I think there's wires coming out of it. <laughs> She's a robot. I've, I've learned. I've learned the balance of things in life. The older I've gotten. Um, breaks are very important and i think there are certain times maybe where i should have taken a break should have listened to my body a little bit more 
Um, and you know, I may have maybe overdone it, you know, nothing crazy, but then it's like, okay, I need three days off, you know, just to kind of recharge. But now we've been really managing my body. It's not, I'm not killing it every single day. I've spent a ton and ton. And I remember James telling me this after 2015 world cup that if I'm going to play this next phase, my core and my upper body needs to just be, Mm. I've got to shred it. Hmm. And that has been super, super helpful in me being able to be explosive and, you know, turn and, and, uh, you know, just be successful at this age. How have you shredded your upper body I was and your core? Lynn was going to ask that. I was like, Lynn is going to ask this. I'm going to let her follow up. Just, just body weight, body weight stuff, pull-ups, mm-hmm. push-ups, sit-ups. Um, but not, you know, I've, I've learned that Lynn, just the normal. Show her your shoulders. <laughs> I've had a shoulder evolution myself. <laughs> really? And I have pictures that <laughs> I sometimes people. show people <laughs> that I'm very proud of. Oh, that's awesome. It's we'll so have to cute. do a workout together. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, no. Then, then we'll remember that and you are done. <laughs> hey, Carly, remember? <laughs> hey, Carly, remember? This is remember one, of- one day at band camp? Uh, you told me we would work out together i had this conversation with michaela Schifrin too and i joke with her i could have talked with her the entire time because she can shred pull-ups and so yeah. yeah do you do pull-ups yeah pull-ups push-ups just everything i mean it's it, but not like the standard abs like i just feel like they don't do anything but mm. you know it's those ones where you're like you're hanging and you're just lifting your feet up oh, it's yeah. it's the ones that get like really really deep um you know that's it's been it's been night and day huge for me so and yeah, you started those after 2015 i mean i've always been doing them but i've gone to another level for this phase just because i know that i'm getting older and in order to to be able to play at this level um my core and everything just needed to be you know really really strong and i'm getting been, a pull-up bar at my house it's been i'm gonna put it in <laughs> I'm gonna start hanging. How many can you do? Pull ups? Oh, I mean, <laughs> eight maybe. That. They're still hard. Pull ups are hard. Pull ups are so hard. hard. So I'm Thank you. Eight's really hard. good. I, I'm up to four. But it, but if you if you don't do them for a while, yes. then it's like hard to. Yes. You gotta really Super do them. Hard. You have to do them all the time. Mm-hmm. I could do ten. By the way, I don't mean to brag, but I could do ten. But it's not the amount per se. It's uh-huh. just. It's again. It's just chipping away little by little like every day just mm. just doing something you know it's not like i've got to bust out 500 pull-ups because i wouldn't be able to do that but it's yeah. just you know little by little it's just getting things here and there okay so you you score the three goals in the final of the of the world cup you win two fifa world player of the year awards back to back and then let's fast forward to this World Cup because I know that's a hard transition, right? Mm-hmm. You have all the success at 2015 and then you come into this World Cup knowing that your role has changed, but obviously have a run before the World Cup starts where you're scoring. How many goals did you score right before the World oh, Cup? I don't even know. I remember every game we'd be like, another three for Carly, <laughs> another two. Oh, goodness, she's going to have to start. So you come into this World Cup with a different role. And you're wanting to play and you're wanting to contribute, but you're now coming off the bench. What was that like? How hard was that? It's hard. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, these last three years have, uh, to be quite blunt, they've been the worst three years of my entire career. And, um, you know, I got hurt in 2017 with the Houston Dash. I sprained my ankle really, really bad. I was out for about 10 weeks. Missed a, missed a camp. Uh, I believe it was a game against New Zealand. That's when the team had switched to a 4-3-3. At that point, um, you know, I came back and sort of saw the writing on the wall a little bit um, and felt like from that point on, I never really had a chance. Like I was Mm -hmm. written off. Um, Mm -hmm. No matter how well I played in training, no matter how well I played in the game, um, it was like you're on the bench and you just need to accept it. And for me, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to accept that, especially when I know what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that, you know, I was playing amazing, um, you know, prior to that, or, you know, I think me as a player, I, I always kind of go through these little phases of soaking up information, processing it. And then, you know, sometimes it just takes a while. Sometimes you're kind of in that, that, you know, 
quicksand a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like I kind of have to go through that process a little bit in order to to come out, you know, 10 times higher on the other end. And I mm-hmm. think that's what where I sort of was. I was trying to reinvent myself, trying to become a better player, trying to become a better thinker. Um, and you essentially kind of go through learning curve a little bit and you maybe take a couple steps backwards in order to go forward. Um, so that's where I was at and I came back and, you know, I was playing midfield and then it was like, all right, you know, you're, you're not good enough to play in the middle and we're going to put you up top. And then it's like, okay, well now we have something to work on. So, you know, James and I got to work when I was home every single time. Um, became, you know, uh, a sniper around the box by rep after rep after rep of shooting, mm-hmm. um, became better at my back to goal runs in behind the back line, um, just everything. And I knew that I was going to give it my all no matter what, all the way till the end. Mm. So I could walk off proud knowing that I had no regrets right. and I was going to do anything possible. And every single chance and opportunity I got, I was going to do everything in my power to help the team. Um, There's no denying it. I deserve to be out on that field, that whole World Cup, but I wasn't. And uh, I think I've grown as a as a person, as a player. Um, It sucked. It absolutely sucked. Yeah. How do you How do you deal with that when you're in the middle of it? Because you also realize, as one of the leaders of the team, that I want to be out there, but I also have to stay within, you know, the boundaries of pushing that, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And so how do you deal with that? Did you have conversations with Jill? Did you, what did you do? Yeah, I mean, I had loads of conversations with Jill. Um, for me, it's, you know, it, it's about just being honest, you know. It, 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 there's a difference of me not being able to do it versus me being able to do it. Mm-hmm. And ever since I came back from my injury and just my career in general, I've continued to just climb this ladder and continue to get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no, if you think that there's a threshold with how good you can become, then you're never going to be successful. For me, there's no threshold. Like Mm -hmm. I can become a better friend, a better wife, a better teammate, a better leader, uh, a better soccer player, just a better everything. Mm -hmm. And that's just the mindset that I've always had. And I had conversations with her and, um, you know, I remember having one in particular where, Um, you know, she, she told me I've, I've done it all. You've done it all. You've nothing left to prove. And, and I said, I have a lot to prove. I'm going to prove till the day I'm done playing that I can be the best Mm -hmm. that I can be. Um, so it was hard. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie and sugarcoat Mm -hmm. it. It was absolutely the worst time in my life. It affected my relationship with my husband, um, with friends. It, It, you know, it, it really was the rock bottom of, of my entire career. Mm. Um, but somehow you see light at the end of the tunnel and, um, I can honestly say I'm having more fun now playing than I ever have in my career. Mm. And I, I think I just learned, learned a lot throughout it. What period are you talking about specifically? 2017 to, to 2019. Like through the world cup even? Yeah. I think what, you know, what helped me the most were, were my teammates. Mm-hmm. My teammates, they had my back. They saw me every single day in training. They saw all the hard work that I was putting in. They saw uh, how well I was playing. Um, and that that kept me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. And I uh, appreciate all of that. Are you afraid that you're going to rub people the wrong way by saying things? I know you said something during the World Cup even. Does that enter your mind at all? Yeah, I think there's a there's a fine line. I mean, there's a, you know, Jill and I, we got along all through it. It wasn't, you know, like there was all this chatter and, and all this distraction that was that was going on. I mean, I was completely honest with her to her face. What she was hearing in the media was what I was telling her anyway. So it was really, <laughs> like, it was really yeah, no I surprise. Play, um, but I'm just stating a fact. I mean, you know, I, I, I know that this was the best version of me, um, you know, the the version of me right now is the best that's ever been in my career. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a fine line, but I think that I wanted to do everything possible to be a great teammate, a great leader. And that was the most important thing to me. It was not, you know, it wasn't this thing of, of me wanting to be on the field because, you know, I had to be out on the field for, for individual reasons. No, I, I wanted to win. I mean, that's all ultimately I wanted to do. So when you did win, did you go, okay, that that makes things better because 
we as a group, to your point, collectively won. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great. And, and everybody had a little bit of a different journey to get to that point. Um, but it still was still, a a burning, a burning fire inside of me as to just how that journey went. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you envision something going a little bit differently. And I thought, honestly, my time, my time would come where I could earn a spot back and where I could prove to, to the coaching staff, Um, and that time never came, but Mm. I look back, I have absolutely no regrets. Every single minute I played at that world cup, I played to the best of my ability. I did everything possible to help the team and, uh, I'm still here. So I don't know what the future is going to hold and I'm in a good place. And, and for young kids to hear just what goes into that journey, I think is so important because I think there is such a misconception. I, I remember this when we were playing of, or someone like a Michelle Akers or, you know, someone who's had such great success. They don't understand the hours that have gone in and the intention behind it that it's not just, oh, I showed up and I was great mm-hmm. and yeah, life is good and it's easy. It's like, no, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. And I think that's what made it harder for me because it was, it was something I could control. Like I could control my work ethic every single day. I could control what I'm doing when I go home, what I'm eating. Am I hydrating? Am I stretching? You know, am I taking care of myself? Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't control who was placing me out on the field and, and to not have that control when you're doing literally everything possible to put yourself in a good position. That's when it's hard. But you know, I had loads of people in my corner. I had a lot of support from my friends and my family and my husband, obviously. And, um, you know, everybody just kept telling me there's, there's a bigger story here. Just, just power through, um, be proud that you're there. Um, and, and I did, and I was super happy for my teammates and, you know, happy for, for Megan, um, who, you know, put, put the team on her back and, for several other players. Um, it it was, it was great to see and I'm, you know, happy that I could still have been a part of it. So why not just say, know all of this yourself? Why are you so willing to actually say it out loud that, yeah, this sucked? Um, because I don't mind being, I don't mind being vulnerable and, and honest about my journey. I was honest in my book about my journey. I've been honest in, in interviews. Um, this journey is a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. You know, with with family, with friends, with your significant other, nothing is ever just easy. If 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 one thing's going well, you're going to have two other things that are you know pretty crap in your life. And, and those people that look perfect, <laughs> they are so not perfect. Exactly. <laughs> They're probably secretly eating donuts <laughs> every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's you know, everything was, was great in my life. Um, for the, not, not for the first time, but you know, we, my husband and I bought a house and we were redoing it and we just got married and, um, you know, we have, have a great relationship and, you know, everything was just so at ease in my life. And then my entire life soccer was a mess. Mm. And so it was, it was really hard. It was hard to deal with it, but it, it taught me a lot. It made me stronger. It made me dig way deeper. And I remember right before the World Cup, it was probably it was probably four months out, and uh, James and I were training, and he said, it's time to flip the switch. It's time to go up 10 more levels. And you put your foot down on that pedal, and you don't stop until you come home. And that is when all those goals were coming. Yeah, I was just going to say, that <laughs> coincided with all the goals. Yeah. So it's because you you looked sharper. I remember before that World Cup commentating on games and going, Carly's runs are sharp, her movement sharp. She looks like she's got a bounce Mm -hmm. in her step that I, you know, I hadn't seen. And it just looked I I had seen, of course, but like after I I think a part of it, too, is after World Cups and Olympics, people are tired. right? So you need a good year like this next this next two years are going to be hard Mm -hmm. because it's a grind. But there was a freshness to you that the other players didn't have, I felt yeah. like, too. And, yeah, at, and it was, what, what were you at then? 36? What are you now? 37, right? 37, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you know, when I was talking to Megan about this just the other day, I mean, it's we have to we have to work so hard oh. off the field to to earn 
a living, to put money stashed away for retirement. So after 2015, 2016, I mean, my whole life got turned upside down. Yeah. And, and Megan said to me the other day, she said, man, every time I go do an appearance, I was think, I'm thinking of you. Like, I don't know how you did it. Um, and so it, w- it was hard. It was a grind. I, you know, you, you know, have a finite window. Exactly. Take it full advantage. You know, I'm balancing so many different things. I remember, you know, World Cup 2015 ended in July. By November, I had been book solid all the way up mm-hmm. until then, playing in the NWSL. Mm-hmm. And I remember just having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. I just started. I was like, I can't, I can't go anywhere anymore. I can't talk about this anymore. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. And 2016, obviously, a tough, tough Olympics. Um, just for our team in general. And, but yeah, I mean, that whole thing was again, just reinventing myself and Mm -hmm. trying to become a better player. And I had to be so uncomfortable and I had to, I had to be terrible at training. And, um, then I had to learn a new position up top. I had to, we spent hours upon hours working on, on runs, how to make runs Mm -hmm. every day with the dummies lined up. James's son would be, you know, sending me balls in. James would be passing balls in. And um, and then, you know, at the perfect time, like it always does, the way that I train, the way that I rev things up, I actually train, you know, really, really hard up until a major event um, where maybe other people do the opposite. They taper off. I actually train twice as harder. Mm. And then, boom, the switch goes off and I'm ready to be flying. Are you going to do that for this Olympics as well? Depends on the coach. I mean, I hope hope a coach comes in that values me, respects me, um, wants me a part of the Olympic plans. I mean, there's no question that my ability's there. I'm able to do it. Physically, I'm able to do it. I would love to be a part of it. Um, but I want to have an open, honest conversation because if I'm not, I can't go through what I went through for three years. Right. So, And by being a part of it, you want to play. I want to play. Yeah. yeah. So you don't think you would do another Olympics if you're coming off the bench? Um, no, because I honestly believe that I deserve to be out there and I'm good enough to be out there. Again, different story if it's like, you know, coach comes in and says, hey, you know, you're you're old, you're, you're good for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you cool with that, you know, yeah, maybe I'd be like, all right, yeah. But the way that I feel and the way that I feel I'm playing um, – I definitely can can have an impact. Mm-hmm. So so we'll see. Have you always had this mindset? <laughs> Where did this mindset come from? How do you like recreate that in every person? This like <laughs> I want to get better. I want to be better at this. I want to be better at this. Where this growth mindset? Do I, you remember the first day of like going? I'm pretty driven. <laughs> I think I, I think I've, I've always had this in me. I've always had it, but mm. I just needed someone to navigate me through the right way of doing it. Mm. And the right way of doing it has been never cutting a corner. You know, I think people, people want a quick, a quick fix. You know, it's like a diet, for example, you know, people are like, all right, what diet's going to help me lose 30 pounds mm-hmm. in two weeks? Well, if you just eat well for, you know, a whole year, you'll gradually, you know, lose that weight. It may not be all at once, but it eventually it'll happen. And I think that's, I've taken the long-term approach with my career. I've done everything literally possible. There's not probably one thing that I could have done different that would change things. And I've, I've just taken that approach of, of wanting to just do everything right. My recovery, right. My sleep, right. My eating, my stretching, my hydrating, everything. And, um, that's why I'm, I'm still able to play. That's why I've, you know, those, the goals after age 30, I mean, I've spent, I can't tell you how many hours practicing shooting, you know? And again, that doesn't just, doesn't doesn't just happen. You know, it's, it's, if I'm not scoring those goals with all the training that I did, then there's something wrong with me. (laughs) If that new coach did say to you, Carly, I've seen you, I love you. You've had a wonderful career. You're going to be coming off the bench. You're going to be, you know, giving 20 minutes, similar to what your role was in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in France. Would you say I'm good? I think it's tough to answer that because I think it's, it's in the delivery. It's in the message. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the human to relate that message to you and, and how it's related. It's, um, 
it's about being honest, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's too hard for me to answer that right now because, um, I don't know, you know, maybe in six, seven months I do feel differently or, you know, maybe things do change. I mean, I, I know that I'm not really thinking that way. I'm, I'm thinking of just, just keep getting better. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Keep getting better. And, um, it'd be something I'd probably have to have to think through and go from there. But you know, it's not, and it's not one of these things where, you know, I want to be a selfish player and, and whatnot. Um, no, I just, I just know that my ability and, and the intangibles that I bring the, like Abby, when she played, um, or Mia, you know, there's, there's something about them. Teams are worried about them. Um, and so there's a lot of things that I bring to the table that, are still valuable in my opinion. Um, and so, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm in the one, one day at a time approach yeah. right now. I think that's these last couple of years has, has taught me that to just kind of live in that present moment. And that's helped me when you are done. What do you channel all this drive into? Where's that going? <laughs> I don't know. Um, cause I want to invest in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's in my, it's in my blood just to, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm, you know, whether it's just the business side of thing with my clinics or, um, just being at home, I'm always just trying to be, to be better. And I think I'll just found a niche that really interests you that you think, ah, I could do this after I'm done. I think definitely clinics. I enjoy that. I I enjoy, yeah, but, but just like kind of one day, you know, you, you get the kids for a couple hours and, um, would you ever want to get into it? Like into coaching, coaching? I'm not so sure. It's a little Do you tough. have your license at all? I don't. No. You start with a C, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping I could just from... jump up a little bit more now. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy speaking. I enjoy, I enjoy empowering people. I really do. I like, I like getting my message out, my story out because it hasn't been easy and it's okay that it hasn't been easy. Mm. Um, and it's okay to let people know that mm-hmm. life is a journey and life is not easy. And if you want to be great at something, you have to pour your heart and soul into it. And there's no other, there's no other equation. Um, so I do, I do really like helping people. All right. So Carly, our last three segments, one is a Lynn game, and then we do most pressing questions, and then we'll tell you the last segment. Okay. <laughs> Lynn, are you ready for us? This is me getting my competitive juices out. Oh, so we're actually so, like playing a competitive game. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Carly, you think you're competitive? Okay. <laughs> you get the blue squeaky. Who, when, you <laughs> yeah, played, you when you played, who was the most competitive? Who were top three? Uh, that's a good question. Mia? Mm-hmm. Myself? Lil, no. Yeah, probably like Lil, Joy, Carla. Oh, Shit, really? That's five. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy, no. Brandy, yes, but like Carla, like she wasn't afraid to tell you either. Oh, really? Yeah, she was like, <laughs> I wish I got to play with you guys a, a, a bit more. I, know. I probably would have like been just like just the start of your career. It just would have been. It would have been cool. That's like one thing I wish that was able to do yeah. maybe like pushed it five years back a little yeah because you were mm. just like a little pup yeah it was two pain in the butt pup. three no i don't remember that oh we're doing it choose your choose your weapon yes Carly. choose your squeaky oh. toy you have donut elephant blue fuzzy dog mm. i'll do the elephant oh that's the loudest one good decision <laughs> and the fastest you guys can choose do you want to play donut. know your national team or oh captain my captain Oh, mm-hmm. you choose, Carly. Let's do know your no. What is that? No, yeah, national team. yeah, that's fun. Ooh, <laughs> you have to squeak in with the answer. That's the one rule. Oh, in okay. order and, to and yeah. the other. What was the uh, Julie Ertz amendment? Was I don't think we're running out of time for all the amendments we have <laughs> for this game. Okay. okay, ready. Good, good point. Move. <laughs> Name the two U.S. Women's National Team players who have more than 300 caps. Oh. I think Julie got that. What? I think, that was- I think you got the echo from the bathroom. Christine Lilly, I think that echoed off the toilet. And Christy Pierce, red phone. Oh. How many were you at? Two, seven, four-ish. Oh. I think they keep finding them. Uh, th- with us old bags, they're like, <laughs> oh, you got two more caps. We just found <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> Wait, Lil's got how many? Three? Three. Three fifty four. She's wild. Um, I'm going to let you guys self-regulate. Julie's one. Carly, zero. What current member of the national team has the most caps? <laughs> Moi. Yay! <laughs> You're almost at 300. I, it must be in the 280 range, right? I don't know. I, I do not have that in my notes. Kind of Who has the most one, assist one. Uh, oh! of this year? No, you can't finish. That was the one rule that we didn't say. Kristen Press. We can't. that right or wrong? Tell her if it's right or wrong. <sighs> the Julie Ertz Amendment was that if someone squeaks in, you have to stop the question. Okay, in but the I said press. It. That is incorrect. <laughs> okay, finish the question. You squeaked in too. No, I didn't. Oh, okay, okay. Of any national team player all time, who has the most assists? Oh, of Christine Lilly. Incorrect. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Then you guess again. Oh. It's someone unexpected. Oh wait, a U.S. national team member. All of them are now. Na- yeah, U.S. national team questions. Of all time. Mm-hmm. Most assists of any U.S. women's national team player. Oh, come on. Like Milbred or something? No, no. Let me guess. Well, you should know this. It's probably someone that you um, play with. You I did know. play with. I with know. This. I play with this person. Mia Hamm. Correct. Oh, I was going to say Mia. 145. I, I, think, I thought Lil was over her. Wow. According to Wikipedia, that it, so oh, that's Wikipedia a reliable source. Wikipedia is your source? <laughs> Have you learned nothing from journalism? I know. Don't tell Northwestern that I said that. Yeah. How many Olympic gold medals has the national team won? <laughs> Oh, you know this. I feel confident yeah. about this. You squeaked in. No, is it is it four? It's four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. What's okay. the count? Two to two. This is the game winner. <laughs> this is a good one. I'm sweating. <laughs> How many goals did Julie Foudy score in her career? <laughs> was it twenty-five, thirty-five, forty-five, or fifty-five? Forty-five. Uh, I was going to say fifty-five. You know. Forty-five. Uh, Thank you, though, Carly. You might win because of that. <laughs> I'll take 55. Cardi wins. <laughs> I didn't get to even 50. See, I wasn't kidding. How many what are you, you at? Goals? One hundred and... Cardi, you don't know. know your caps or your goals. No. James would not be happy. Just tunnel vision just... I like that, I actually. Maybe, it's maybe good. I always to... tell kids, like, focus less on numbers and just get it done. Mm-hmm. Get her done. Mm-hmm. Okay, most pressing questions. Are you like loving your new your post soccer life? You yes. loving the broadcasting and everything? Yes, yeah, it's so cool. Fun. We actually you're like this. perfect she, for it. She forced me to do it. Oh, you did. Linda. And then we found like, oh my god, this is so fun because you actually get to talk to people. Like, could yeah. we have had that conversation in a three minute piece? No, no. Mm-mm. You can't like dive into the details of stuff. Yeah, it's so much better. We're like, oh, it's actually fun, and you can laugh, and it's fun, mm-hmm. and. I agree. There's not a camera. You don't have to worry about makeup. It's like I can wear a hat. I don't have to shower. So true. We have to get going. Oh, we have to get going. I have a production meeting. Sorry. What time's it at? Six. He should, he'll be fine. I'll text him oh. and say Carly would not shut up. <laughs> I could not stop. Who him. is it? Ian tomorrow? No. Yeah, Darkie. Oh, he's, he's flying great. in from England. Yay! I was like, yay. Um. Oh, this is perfect. Our first. We're going to most pressing questions. Are Ooh, you ready, Carly? Okay. What is your favorite stat record that you hold since you know none of them? <laughs> that we now have just established. You don't know how many caps you have. <laughs> you scored. I love that. That's not my job. Two-time World Cup champion. Oh. Stellar. Boom. Had those stars. Okay. We used to play this game while watching other Olympic sports at the Olympics. And knowing how competitive you are, if you could not play soccer in the olympics you could play any other sport what would you play mm. winter could it be winter too mm-hmm. i do skiing would you yeah i skied my whole life love skiing we'll talk to michaela about that <laughs> um you post a lot i would do beach volleyball thanks for asking that would be, that. That. That'd be fun because <laughs> you like the outfits or because <laughs> i look really good in a bathing suit <laughs> i look really good in a thong <laughs> that's something you never want to see by the way <laughs> You know that birthday card with like uh, the woman, yeah. old ladies walking in thongs. I'm like, that's me right there. Um, all right, you post a lot of great quotes on social media about like grit and mindset and all these things we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Favorite quote that you mm. go to in your moments when you need it? 
Favorite quote? I don't, there's too many to choose from. I don't know. My whole motto is just empty the tank. It's kind of been something I've, James, yeah, just stuck with me. Empty the tank. Whatever you got in there, just empty it. Every day. Hmm. And then go fill it. Yeah. You also need to fill it. Okay. High-low cheer. Something I do around the dinner table with my kids. They're high of the day. They're low of the day. And then something they cheer for or someone they cheer about. Something that's done, someone that's done something great. And this we do for my kids is during East for the Day. This for you is of your life or of your career. So I'm doing it. You guys doing it now? You are. Um, high of the day. Um, of your career. Oh, of the career. Of, my of career. your life. Career. You choose. My journey. Just everything. I can't pick one thing. I think mm-hmm. the high is just the good and the bad um, encompasses the whole journey for me. Uh, the low. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, we like to, you know, stump people. <laughs> low, low. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, to look at the lows, it's like, I always try to find the good in the lows. So, you know, the low, I guess currently was, you know, obviously this, this last couple of years for me, Mm -hmm. um, for my career, but I know that there's a, there's a bigger, bigger picture there. And Mm -hmm. I just got to keep, keep just plugging away every day. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a low, but then it ended on a high of winning. So, and your share, my cheer. And what is this just for, for someone that has helped you or you're grateful for? Um, I think I have to say my husband, Brian, Mm. he's been, he's been a rock all throughout it. Um, even at my worst at my lows, he's been right by my side, just, you know, trying to stay positive with everything. And yeah, he, he balances me out. I've learned, I've learned a lot from him in these last couple of years of just kind of staying in that moment. So grateful for him for sure. We're grateful for you for taking the time, my friend. Oh, thank you. I, I had, a, had a great time with you guys. You've got so much on your plate, so. Great Somebody time. <laughs> Will she eat a donut before she goes? For the record, Carly did have that donut. Yes, Carly. Super proud of you, sister. I know that was hard, but she did enjoy it. And I so enjoyed getting that time with Carly because Carly is so deep. And we had talked a lot during the World Cup on what some of her state would, statements would mean, you know. And every reporter I remember would come up to me during the World Cup and say, you know, Carly's saying out loud that she should be playing. Is that an issue? And I was like, not really, because everyone knows that's the way Carly is, right? And it's not done in a negative way. It's not done in a, um, I, I'm better than you type of way. It's just that she believes that she can contribute something. And I think you get that sense when you talk to her, right? And, and, and that's why I, I think it's important for people to hear from her and where she comes from and how much, geez, like she has dedicated her life and especially this last 10 years um, to being the best in the world. The thing is, too, with Carly, if you ask her an honest question, she will give you an honest response. Yeah. I thought it fascinating, too, that she didn't know her caps and goals. (laughs) It's so cool, actually. It's like, you don't know those. Okay, I like that. On that note, Jules, I actually found out how many caps and goals Carly has. Uh, Look at you, capital J journalist. I had to make up for using Wikipedia as a source during the game we played with Carly. (laughs) So according to Aaron Heifetz, who is the press officer for the U.S. Women's National Team, Carly currently has 286 caps, that's Mm. third all-time on the team, Mm. and 118 goals, that's fourth all-time. Wow. She's climbing. She's climbing. And that's at 37, by the way. Incredible. Can't wait to see what she does with this Olympics. But uh, if I were a betting woman, which I'm not, I don't like to bet. But if you are a betting person, put your money on Carly Lloyd for the Olympics. She'll be there. She's not going to miss this one. She is always good for a great goal, too. So she's going to be a part of it. That's what I would guess. 
All right. As always, thank you to our Dope Village for listening. Please give us your comments. Share them on social media. Spread the good word to friends, family members, and complete strangers about this podcast, if you would. Uh, And uh, next up on Wednesday, we have Julie Ertz and Crystal Dunn, BFFs. Very cute. Sam Mewis and Rose Lavelle are on Thursday. And we finish our World Cup Champs Week on the pot with Jill Ellis, former U.S. Women's National Team coach. All right. Always remember, kids, sing it with us. Laughter Laughter permitted. permitted. Double check this. Mics are working. Pod on the pod.